Welcome to Believe Right, the weekly radio ministry of Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic, originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA. Thank you for joining us as we look into the anointed Word of God and learn how it applies to our lives today. Jesus is alive and is healing, blessing, delivering, and changing lives, all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. You know, I, I, my heart for you this morning, if I could do it, with you, I'm not God, you know, I can't do it. He's got to do it. But I want him to get so big that your problems kind of don't seem big anymore. You know, David said, I, I looked up and all my enemies were gone. Some of your enemies just got to go away because you're going to change, not because it's going to change. Some of them, it's your personal growth that is going to cause those problems to diminish that's why they're still there. You got to concentrate on your growth, not on the problem. Amen. Some, sometimes, you know, you just grow up above them. You just grow above your problem. You grow above your situation. Personal growth is, is you're the best investment you can make, if you know what I mean. I realize you're supposed to invest in the kingdom, but your personal growth. And everybody grows a different way, you know. Like some people do it through books. Some people do it through study. Some people do it through life. Some people do it through all of it. Some of you are audio learners. Some of you are visual. And some of you are book learners. You, you kind of have to figure out what works for you. And then you got to do it. And if you don't fit in everybody else's classroom, God's got one, another classroom for you. It'll be the same course. It'll just be with a different method of teaching. So I encourage you to don't give up on yourself. God's big, and he made you, and he knows what environment you learn in. I have had the great privilege of learning the way I know how, because that's when I tell you at times that I've been written off so much that I had to be myself. It was in the area of education primarily, and I had to figure out how I learned. And I have watched even my, my peers and elders around me they would t listen to me talk and they would realize that God has kept me in school while they thought I might be missing something and they would realize that I'm still updated because I still see truth all the time. And, and you got to find out how you learn. So I encourage you this morning, don't do it as a wounded, independent person like you got to go take care of yourself. See, you won't learn it that way. That's an orphan problem. When you got to go learn it, like a victim, you're not going to get it the right way. You're going to build a weird theology that's going to mess you up. You might have knowledge, but you won't have the right spirit. The right spirit comes from the right attitude. And the right attitude, you know, is, is God's design. You know, we're talking about harvesting a life this morning. You know, to me, our life is so much bigger than our present time on the earth. Uh, we, we are so short-minded now. No, I don't think it's our fault. We've been trained that way. Some of it is our fault. Some of it's not. Everything from, you know, they always use the example, the instant food. You can go get instant food almost anywhere. If you left this room, you could probably be eaten within six minutes. It only takes about six minutes to get down the road and find a fast food place. And, and there'll be something there for you to eat. I mean, we're so used to quick 
that we don't ever want to wait. And yet the greatest things, you know, the Bible says those that wait on the Lord, he'll renew their strength. The greatest things come from waiting because it takes time. Uh, when, when I, my, my personal philosophy or whatever you want to call it, you know, sometimes I don't have the vocabulary that I use that I like to articulate something. But my personal thing is when you have people around you that even work for you, that you have to let them <clears throat> have the satisfaction of doing a good job. Because if you steal that from them, then they just become employees and disgruntled and they just do the job because you told them to. But you have to have an atmosphere in your life or around you where people want to do a good job because they get to do it excellent themselves. It puts something in them that they can't get nowhere else. That's why if you employ people, this is a little business thought, if you employ people or you're around people, uh, don't cut any corners because you destroy their personal integrity than when you ask them to do a lesser job than they're capable of. Are you with me? There's something about allowing people to do their best that makes them want to do a good job. And you don't have to motivate those people. They become self-motivated. But if you start cutting corners and they can't be proud of what they produce, you have stolen their reason almost for being there. People have to feel real good about what they're doing. And there has to be some satisfaction about the quality that they do. Even if it might not be as perfect as you'd like it, but if it's the best job they can do, they can go home and feel like they did a day's work. You with me? You can't steal that up from people. You got to let people have that because then they can't wait to get to work the next day. And they do get better at what they do if you wait. So that's a thought. Keep that in mind for your kids. Don't ever say it's good enough. Let them do their best. And if they want to dig at it some more, let them do it. Let them do the best they can do. Well, anyway, we're talking about not just our lifetime, you know. Your life has to be bigger than you. And, and, and that is in, built into the kingdom. Everything, that's why you tithe. You're acknowledging somebody that's bigger than you. If you're not tithing, that means you're the biggest person in your life. Tithing is a sign that you believe in something bigger than you. Now, I know you think, oh, I thought it was just giving money. It's not. It's an acknowledgement of honor to something that is bigger than you. Anytime you relinquish control of something to someone else, you're saying somebody else is bigger than I am. And it causes you to think lower of yourself and put yourself in the rightful place. Many people have been disappointed because they thought of themselves a whole lot more than they were. In the old world, you know, I remember in the, in the business I was in, they always used to say things like, I'd like to buy them for what they're worth and sell them for what they think they're worth. How many of you have heard that from years ago? Okay. Well, when you have a sober estimation of yourself, it's like sitting in the back of the room and letting God call you up front instead of trying to sit in the front of the room and have to be sent to the back. And that's scriptural, what I just said to you. God can find you, David. He can find you taking care of sheep. He can find you in the prison. He can find you at the threshing floor. Don't ever worry about being discovered. There, you do not have to be discovered. God knows where you are. He's already discovered you. God has a GPS on it with your name, and, and he can look at it and know exactly where you are, and you, he never, you are never out of his reach on this planet. Your, your goal really should be to be faithful where you're planted, 
so he can promote you to another place. That's all it takes is requirement. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. No man gets a crown unless he strives lawfully. So there's a lawful way to be promoted in the kingdom of God. God's motivation is to, to, do, to have good character and to do things right. The world's motivation is to get it any way you can just so you get there. So they are two different systems. And if you use God's system, the world's going to think you're behind until you get there and then they're going to be mad because they're not going to be there because you are. Joseph's brothers were viciously jealous because God discovered him. Moses was discovered and the people said, who are you that we should listen to you? When you get promoted, more than likely, there'll be much rebellion around you. I wish I could, you know, when you, when you get promoted and they love you, I don't know that that's a promotion from God or not because every time I read in the scripture somebody got promoted, there was a lot of accusation and rebellion. But in the world, you know, the Bible says if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. I get worried when too many people like me in the world. I, I get uncomfortable. I wonder what I'm doing. I wonder what I look like because it's just not what the Bible says. Okay? So anyway, uh, you've got to be attached to something bigger than yourself. I hope that that makes sense to you because I, I believe this with my whole heart. We're, we're a global outreach church, an international church. Uh, we're not just that in name only. That wasn't a cliche. That wasn't something to do. So technically, you are a part of a global ministry. It might not be as big as it uh, is going to be, but it's not as small as it used to be. And if you see that, then you see yourself as part of something bigger than you. And every time you do something, and it's not doing this to tell you to do anything, you've got to decide you want to do anything. We're not selling jobs. You have to decide for yourself. But every time you do something in reference to this mission and this purpose, you are participating in a global outreach. You are not just doing a nice little job. You're not just doing it for something to do. You're participating in something that is much bigger than yourself. You're saying, I can't go, but other people can, so I'm going to support this vision to reach the world. Now, when I was young, I would think really small. I remember being in my 20s, and I would think, who are they to say those things? And now that I know they're just men of faith, that's what they were. When I got to know God, I realized they could see it. That's why they could say it. They weren't lying to themselves. They were not hypocritical. They saw something. They were like Abraham, looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. They saw something. And every time I broke and yielded and supported their vision, I, I got blessed tremendously. I'm not going to do, tell you to do that to get a blessing because you won't get the blessing if you're doing it for the blessing. You've got to do it for the right reason because it activates heaven on your behalf. Some of you aren't getting what you want because the reason is wrong. James said you ask amiss that you can consume it up on yourselves. There, there's got to be a heart condition that wants God. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. It's the righteous hunger. It's only that we sang songs, you know, I was thinking of uh, what is done for love's reward will stand the test of time. Love, love's reward. And if you listen to your head, I can tell you right now, if you listen to your head, there'll be a thousand and one accusations why you don't have to participate. But I'm, my Bible tells me that we are living sacrifices and it, it will take you sacrifice to participate in this vision if you can do it without dying, I'm not sure it's God. 
Because the Bible says you've got to take up a cross every day and follow, or you're not fit to be a disciple. A cross represents death to what you want so somebody else can get what they need. 2 Corinthians 4 states that. We die daily so other people can get what they need. If you can serve God without going against your will, I could honestly tell you this morning you are not serving God. Unless, your will, unless you are totally lined up with the will of God and you're special and you don't have any will of your own and you're just, thy will be done, O oh God, no matter what. You can't, if you can't be nice to somebody who's unlovable, you're, you're not dying yet. Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich pray that you have been blessed by this week's Believe Right broadcast. Chapter 14 and verse 6 from the book of John in God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father by any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can log on to our website at www.believeright.tv. There you can listen to older radio broadcasts and view our weekly television broadcast, along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosich, Pastor Rena Perosich, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.believeright.tv. TV. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283 or write us at MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic again next week at this time here on this station for another time in God's Word, which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right for every area of our lives. Have a blessed week in Jesus.